We are raised to new life and given entrance into the kingdom of God through the Lord Jesus Christ so we can do those things that produce life that are ultimately the Father's will. Our hope in the resurrection is that our good works through Christ Jesus are of worth in the coming age. That is why it must matter to us what we do with our lives because it matters to God. Hello and welcome to another message from the Latter Rain Ministries, where we're dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. We'll be talking today about the Lord is the God of the Resurrection. The Resurrection is a marvelous and divine power that can only be exercised by the Lord God Almighty. No other being in the universe has this power. The resurrection the Lord offers has happened, can happen, and will happen in different ways, from an individual or personal level to a universal occurrence, from the physical to the figurative and metaphorical to the spiritual, which lasts forever. God's power is unlimited, and if we choose to love and serve Him, we can also experience His resurrection power. Today's message is inspired on Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 1 to 14. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Holy Lord, hallowed and glorified be your name. Your kingdom come, Lord God. Your will be done on earth as it is done in heaven, O Lord. Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray always for your forgiveness, for your mercy, for your grace, O Lord. Please, O Lord, remember that we are nothing and that you are everything to us. We need you, O Lord God. Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray, O Lord, Heavenly Father, that you help us to understand the power that you have, especially the power of the resurrection, that you, O Lord, is all life, and that we have everything to gain, even eternity, through you. Help us, O Lord, to understand what you have to offer and the things that you can do, Lord God. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Today's key passage can be found in Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 1 to 14. This is the word of the Lord. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and indeed they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you, and you shall live then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied there was a noise, and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Also he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. 
Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say, Our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up from your graves. I will put my spirit in you and you shall live and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, says the Lord. The Lord is not only the only one that has the power to create, to make something out of nothing, but he is also the only one that has the power to raise the dead, to perform a resurrection. And he has done this through the ages and will do this incredible feat multiple times in the future at both an individual scale and at a universal scale. There is no other being in the universe that can execute such an action. The Lord is God and magnificent and wondrous in his power. At a large scale, the Lord had resurrected the nation of Israel at least twice during the course of its existence. The passage that we just read has been fulfilled and will be fulfilled at various points in time of history. The first time that this passage was fulfilled was after the Babylonian conquest. Israel had been utterly destroyed and most of the remaining survivors had been taken captive to Babylon under the rule of King Nebuchadnezzar. There was literally almost nothing left except the land which was left for produce. Jerusalem's walls and buildings were destroyed. The destruction of Israel took place around 609 BC. But after 70 years in captivity, God fulfilled his promise of resurrecting the entire nation through Cyrus the Great, where he gave permission to Israel to return to their land and rebuild its ruins. This was a miracle of epic proportions because it was impossible. What incentive would a king have to allow for a completely conquered nation to rebuild itself from ruins after 70 years, especially a kingdom that could rebel against it? But despite the odds, God did the impossible and fulfilled his promise to Israel. The second time we see this passage fulfilled in history is more recently, in 1948. Jerusalem had been destroyed yet again, but this time by the Roman Empire around 70 A.D., during that time, Titus reclaimed Jerusalem and destroyed the second temple rebuilt during Cyrus the Great's rule. But in 1948, another miracle happened. After so many centuries of turmoil and uncertainty, and of course, after Hitler's near extermination of the people of Israel during World War II, the Holocaust, where over six million Hebrews were murdered, God allowed for many displaced Jews over the entire world to come back to Israel and the Jewish state to be resurrected. On May 14, 1948, David Ben-Gurion, the head of the Jewish agency, proclaimed the establishment of the State of Israel. And 11 minutes after its reestablishment, U.S. President Harry Truman was the first world leader to officially recognize Israel as a legitimate Jewish state. Israel was once again raised from the ashes and near extension to be a nation again through the power of God Almighty. The Lord God Almighty fulfilled his promise yet again to Israel, to his people. When will the third time be for Israel? The Lord God will resurrect Israel yet again, but in the most fantastic way ever before. 
The people of Israel will be raised spiritually during the Great Tribulation. There will come a time when the Antichrist will reign on the entire earth for a limited time, and every nation on the planet will acknowledge his earthly dominion. But Israel's eyes will be finally opened, and its people eternally saved, when the Antichrist sits in the rebuilt temple in Jerusalem, because it will be rebuilt a third time, and proclaims himself as the Messiah, the people of Israel will see the blasphemy and finally recognize that the Lord Jesus Christ was the true Messiah. This will happen when the abomination of desolation that the prophet Daniel wrote about is fulfilled. Israel as a whole will come to know that Jesus is Lord and they will be born again and saved for all eternity. The Apostle Paul also prophesied about this in the letter to the Romans, chapter 12, where it says, For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinion that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And so all Israel will be saved as it is written, the deliverer will come out of Zion and he will turn away ungodliness from Jacob for this is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. Concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sake, but concerning the election, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. For as you were once disobedient to God, yet have now obtained mercy through their disobedience. Even so these also have now been disobedient, that through the mercy shown you, they also may obtain mercy. For God has committed them all to disobedience, so that he might have mercy on all. This is why Israel should be very significant, especially to us, the Gentiles, and why we should support them however possible, because God has allowed for them to suffer a temporary spiritual blindness. So we, the Gentiles, the pagan, the ones that were completely foreign to all of God's promises and purposes could find grace through the Lord Jesus Christ. God's love towards us is shown through Israel's temporary unbelief but they are very much still God's people, God's chosen nation. And through the Lord Jesus Christ, he will make of us Jew and Gentile, one nation, one people, all through the Lord Jesus Christ when the time comes. Now there is a fourth large-scale resurrection, but this time it will be at a global and universal scale that will involve every single person that has lived, both Jew and Gentile. This will happen at the time the great judgment of God takes place. In Revelations chapter 20, it says, Then I saw a great white throne, and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them, and I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them, and they were judged, each one according to his works. This will be an unprecedented time in the history of the universe where God will resurrect every single person that has ever existed to be judged before his mighty and eternal throne. This will be the time where every single person will give an account for their actions. This is something we always need to bear in mind throughout the course of our existence. God is watching. Our deeds and thoughts are being recorded right now at this very moment. and We will give an account for them at this incredible time. 
Now going from the large scale to the personal scale, from the enormous to the individual. The Lord also raised people from the dead physically while here on earth. We have the example of Lazarus, which is the one we are most familiar with because there were other resurrections as well. In John chapter 11, it says, So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away. And many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. For those of us that know the whole story, we know that the Lord did raise Lazarus from the dead, even after four days of having died. And so the Lord Jesus Christ is the source of all life and what makes all forms of resurrection possible because he is the resurrection. Resurrection is one of his many attributes, the power to bring back a person to life physically and spiritually, either temporarily because physical resurrection is temporary because physical things are temporary or eternally through genuine faith in him. The Apostle John said this about the Lord in the Gospel of John chapter 1, where it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And so having said all of this, what does this all mean to us? At this very moment, the most significant thing any human being needs is the Lord's resurrection power spiritually. The main purpose for why the Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross and was raised by his Father at the third day is so we can have the hope of being raised eternally through faith in him. Now, the Lord didn't come to this earth and go through the horror he did so you and I could lead comfortable lives or so our whims and wishes could be fulfilled. He didn't suffer the cross so we could live aimlessly without any kind of eternal purpose. He went through it all so that we could have the hope of salvation, so our sins could be forgiven, and so we could be raised eternally and forever, justified by his sacrifice and through our genuine faith at the coming judgment. He can raise you from the dead spiritually. If you don't know the Lord, if you have not been born again through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I must tell you, that even though you are living and breathing at this very moment, you are dead in your trespasses, in your sins. Your soul is dead in its sins. And if you were to die today without Christ in your life, without having a true and genuine faith in Him, you have no hope. It's not just about saying that you believe in God or in Jesus. To be born again, God the Father's will must be done. So there is no way around it. And we always endeavor to be as clear as possible at this point. And we talk about this often to make sure that you understand. There is too much misunderstanding and too much at risk. 
And our sincerest desire is that no one is surprised on the day of judgment, but that they may be found before God ready. Salvation is through God's grace and faith. But we need to do the Father's will. The Lord was very clear in this, for he said, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. And how do we start to do the Father's will? We need to repent and convert from all of our sins. This is an action that must happen. It's a requirement. When the Lord started his public ministry, he started with these exact words, as it is written in the Gospel of Mark. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. And the apostle Peter said this in his first public preaching. Repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. And so we need to repent and convert from all sins so there can be forgiveness from God. This is the first step to being resurrected spiritually. And together with this, we need to take on the Lord Jesus Christ as the Lord of our lives. Why? Because he is the only one that can lead us and guide us to the Father through the power of his Holy Spirit. The Lord said this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. In the epistle to the Romans, we have this very clear path to take. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And so Jesus must be our effective and literal Lord. He must have all reign in our lives. We must fully submit to him to his guidance if we want to get to the Father. And of course, we must live out this faith in Christ. This is why the Lord died on the cross. In Ephesians, it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and then out of yourselves it is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So our salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ is based on faith, on his grace. But we were clearly given this opportunity for salvation for a reason, for a purpose, to do good works. We have the hope of the resurrection, but so we can do those things that perpetuate life and not to sin. The Lord said in John chapter 10, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he shall be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. We are raised to new life and given entrance into the kingdom of God through the Lord Jesus Christ so we can do those things that produce life that are ultimately the Father's will. Our hope in the resurrection is that our good works through Christ Jesus are of worth in the coming age. That is why it must matter to us what we do with our lives because it matters to God. It's not about just getting by or least of all, looking to do our will or to fulfill our pleasure. The purpose through the resurrection is that we can form part of God's eternal purpose. The greatest miracle we could ever have done in our lives is the eternal resurrection of our souls, to have a beginning with no end, to come back to the greatest likeness we have with our God and creator through the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And so I would encourage you, look for the God of the resurrection for your own life and endeavor to do his will so you can be raised up and live forever. It is probably difficult for many to understand this concept of the resurrection because this is something that transcends our limited abilities. Most of us can probably come to understand it academically, but is it something that it is real to us through and through? Faith is many times a problem. True faith in God, in His Word, and in the things to come. Since all of these things are difficult for us to understand, it is hard to imagine that there is such a thing. But there is such a thing. And the Lord Jesus Christ is capable of such power. But we need to have faith so we can see the glory of God. Because without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. The Lord Jesus Christ promised us eternal life, and even a new beginning here on earth with that eternal life. If we have enough faith to believe with all of our hearts who the Lord is and let Him be in our lives who He needs to be, we can have a new beginning without an end. Even though we may die physically, our spirit will live forever. And we will be with the Lord always if we choose to follow Him faithfully by looking to do His will here on earth. We always need to remember that this life is passing and everything in it. This will all go away someday. And you and I, We'll never know when our moment might be. We may live for many years still, or our physical lives may end in the next five minutes. You just never know. That is a reality. And so the best thing we could do for ourselves is always to be ready for when that happens. And the only way to be ready is by being born again in the Lord Jesus Christ as a start and dedicate ourselves to his will and service all the days of our lives after that initial decision. Some people are frightened about that, and they feel that they are missing out, but that's not the case. Giving our lives over to Him is simply letting Him lead us and go wherever He takes us through His Holy Spirit. It's about giving Him first place. It's about serving Him wherever you are, being available to Him. We always need to consider this. Then He, Jesus, said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed or lost? We have much to lose if we don't allow for the Lord to be the Lord in our lives, but we have everything to gain, incredible and unimaginable things to gain through the Lord Jesus Christ if we love Him and follow Him faithfully as the effective and literal Lord of our lives. Don't settle for the passing crumbs of this world when you can have the bread of life that lasts eternally. Believe in the resurrection power of the Lord Jesus Christ and live forever. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Holy Lord, blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, O Lord, for the hope that we have in you. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that there is more to things than this temporary world. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that you've been so good to us. 
to be able to give us the opportunity to have eternal life through your son, Jesus Christ, to have our sins forgiven, to have a new beginning with no end. Heavenly Father, help us to understand what truly matters, Lord God. Help us, O oh Lord, to understand that your resurrection should be everything to us. Lord God, I praise you, I worship you, and exalt you. I pray for every person listening, and I pray, Lord God, that you may help them to be ready for that great day that will come when your judgment comes, Lord God, and will each of us will need to give an account. Help us, O oh Lord, to be ready through your Son, Jesus Christ, and through the power of your Holy Spirit. Help us to lead resurrected lives. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Please join us again next time as we look into God's Word together. And if you have any questions or just need some prayer, please email us through our website. If you want to listen to other messages, you can go to our website or look for our podcast in the Apple iTunes store under The Latter Rain Ministries to subscribe. The Latter Rain Ministries is a self-supporting Christian ministry dedicated to sharing Jesus Christ and His truth with the world. The Lord is near. May God bless you.